Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. All aboard! Welcome to a new episode of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. So this week's guest is Taylor Nicole. Some of you who watch XPW Wrestling might remember her from the Miss Extreme contest that took place at Pleasures for the Flesh. But here she is. I think maybe that's like my version of horror stories, but at least like one thing we were just talking about before was that if you are whoring and doing any version of it, which is totally fine, like I want you to, I think it should be legalized. Make sure you pay your taxes. Right? Like, I don't care what you're doing. You're an adult. Like, be safe. Make your money. Do whatever you want. But the government will find out and they will come after you. (laughs) Now, for some of you watching or tuning in via iTunes or whatever podcast platform you guys use, some of you remember Taylor Nicole from this past week's XPW Wrestling Pleasures of the Flesh. So yes. how do you get looped into the, the whole thing? Like, I've got to find out. I mean, we all know Slava might be the connection, but what drew you to it? Yeah, so Slava actually showed me some of the promo photos he had taken in the videos, and we were talking about it on set one day when we were shooting. And I was like, that actually looks really cool. I would love to, like, go and see that. And so then he gave me the opportunity, and, like, I heard about it. So I said, fuck it. I'm down. Why not? So basically he gave you like an opportunity to watch the show, right? And yeah. then, um, to go ahead and, uh, what do you call it? And be a part of it. Yeah, which is even more fun. So, but your main thing is what? Alt modeling and do you do films for Alt Erotic as well? Yes, I do films for Alt Erotic. And then I also have my own website called Kitten, K-I-T-T-E-N, taylornicole.com that I shoot for as well. So how many years have you been involved in adult? And and then how you got to it after is another story, I'm sure. So I have been in uh, like the adult industry world and sex work in one way or another for the past five years or so now. And then I started doing like full porn, like on camera with like the full pro scene, all of that about three years ago. What even drew you into this whole thing? That's what I'm curious to know. Because you are a normal person. I like a normal nice person. My story isn't like funny. It's kind of really boring. (laughs) Trust me, there are people who tell me, oh, I got a really interesting story. It's like, okay, so you're from Minnesota. Now you work at GNC and you do gay porn on the weekends. Tell me what's (laughs) interesting. So as long as it's better than that, we're good. Okay, so mine was, I was already, cam- I was webcamming already because I was 18 and I was almost done with college. I was going to art school because I graduated high school early, had no idea what I wanted to do. So my mom sent me to college to figure out my life. And at 18, I had heard about camming already and I'd already done some like clothing modeling and stuff. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try camming. I did camming for a year and then I got approached by an agency in LA. And they were like, come in for an interview. Like, if you want to shoot porn, we can like hook you up with these companies. 
and they liked me. Um, my first scene ever was for actually like, it was for casting couch, which <laughs> I find pretty funny because that's like supposed to be real, but fake. Wait, what was it again? I'm sorry. Cause you cut out. What was the first thing you shot for? Oh, I actually, my first scene ever was casting couch. Was Harvey Weinstein there? No, no, but that would have been more entertaining. <laughs> right. So what was this? You have to tell me what this whole casting couch thing was. And I could tell you were going to school for art by your makeup and stuff. Yeah. So uh, casting couch is basically exactly what you think it is. It's this, it's a company based, I think they're based in Nevada now. They used to be based in like Beverly Hills, but they bring in like super new models and it's an interview but it's a porn scene. And I remember them telling me I wasn't nervous enough and that I should uh, pretend like I've never done this before. <laughs> I was like, but I haven't. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because the guys that were doing that, were they porn performers or were they agents looking for you to get work after? That's my next question. No, so it was, it's actually a legit company. It's still up and running. I still know the owner. We're still really good friends to this day. <laughs> But yeah, they were a full legit company. Um, they hired me a couple of times. And from there, I just decided that like, I really liked porn and I love doing it and making my own schedule and like the hustle of it. So I just continued to do it. Yeah, it probably beats like doing Uber or something. So did you model for, let's see, Trip NYC? Like what clothing companies did you model for? I did mainly like uh, small brands. This is when Instagram was becoming a big thing. Um, I knew a handful of photographers in college because I was at an art school. It was pretty accessible to figure out how to put photo shoots together. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, I still can't figure out how to put a website together. I had to go like on Fiverr to do this. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. Never again. First, the first person was like, yeah, I'm based in the States. Okay, great. Wonderful. Because you said you are. I just want to make sure. Then when you see the small grammatical errors and this and that, it's like, bitch, where the fuck are you from? You're not from here. And I'm looking at your stuff and your spelling and the times you're logging on. Don't you can't snow me. Come on. Right. Like, so, you know, yeah. like you're in a full different time zone. Oh, no, no. I just on principle alone for lying to me. And I told her the website should be pink and black because it's for vintage jewelry. It's yeah. black with gold. And it said, men watch, women watch, kid ring. I'm like, no. So oh. you know, I got my money back based upon her lies. I know. I just, I couldn't. So finally, I got someone really cool um, from Michigan to do it. Oh, that's they're awesome. Really but they're boring people. They are doing my, um, they did my Shopify Jasmine store, but the vintage jewelry, no one's done it yet because no one <laughs> understands what I want, really. <laughs> Maybe I'm the problem. No, it's not you. Honestly, okay, trying to explain your vision in your head is very difficult. So what would you be doing? Let's say you went to art school. Like, why didn't you graduate? Like, did you actually I graduate? <laughs> okay. So then what were you doing after? Did you have like a normal job? And so <laughs> I've had two real jobs in my entire life. I was a waitress, which is what you do in California. <laughs> and I worked at two illegal dispensaries for weed. Did you say illegal or legal? Illegal. This was before like it had passed to be legal. Like you had to still have a med card. Uh-huh. What part of California were you in? I was in the Valley. So like San Fernando Valley. And where were you waitressing? <laughs> uh, San Fernando Valley at this like biker bar. 
<laughs> see that I could see like which bar was it was the pineapple which one was it the it was Car- uh, Carissos Carissios Carissios yeah I know yeah. what Carissios is yeah so you're near the San Fernando Valleys right yes I told you know I had friends that would go in there a lot we used to go into the candy cat to go drinking we used to go into like the cow what was it called the something cowboy or whatever some western oh. place oh I know what you're talking yeah. about is that place called it'll come to me but there was like a huge fight in the parking lot and like we weren't allowed back for some really strange reason I don't know why I feel like hipsters I, I, we got in a fight place. I don't know why we got kicked out because there were hipsters there hipsters don't get down with us so when did you quit your day jobs to do this full-time was it when you did someone recognize you when you're at work maybe from camping no so um I'd been working at the suspensory for I think like three months it was under six. I know that it was about three months and they got raided by the FBI. So I just didn't have a job anymore. So that's how I started doing this full time. <laughs> that were you there when they got raided? Like what's that mm-hmm. energy like? I was not there, but I was driving by to pick up like my last cash page. It was, it was cash only. So my last cash paycheck and uh, just the FBI was there. So I just kept driving. <laughs> did you get your pay? No, I did not. <laughs> Who showed you, like, who dra- who taught you about camming? Because you have to have so much patience for that. Honestly, no one really did. I looked it up. I had watched, like, a couple, I think, YouTube girls talk about it um, back in the day, I guess, like, when it was still new. And then I was just, like, on Chatterbait, basically. I had, I didn't even have a webcam or lights. I was using, like, my Mac webcam that comes with it (laughs) and just like a bedroom light and that was it and I was on my bed nothing was pretty nothing was fancy and that's how I started that's interesting I I don't have the patience for like that I um I knew someone on Chatterbait who was a guy who was a comic but I wasn't sure how he was earning an income like from Chatterbait how do you earn money you have to be involved like in a adult or like nude stuff to earn money on Chatterbait? Um, honestly, now not, you kind of do to a point, even back then you kind of have to be involved. You at least have to be comfortable being naked, but there's so many different fetishes now, like that people have discovered and that they want to pay you for. And like the fetish girls are the ones that are continuously making money because they're the ones that are cuckolding these men. They're the ones that are like yelling and degrading like people. They're the ones that like, are like, oh, you have a weird fantasy? Like, like, what is it? Yeah. See, you don't have to pay me to degrade or like beat some guy up. That's the problem. Like, I'll do it for free. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I feel that. I'm like, oh, you're pissing me off? Okay. Yeah, okay, bitch, let's go. How about my toes up your ass, motherfucker? I got like requests for foot video, for, like foot photos. I'm like, you want, I don't know, like how do I shoot my feet? Like I'm so old school with all of this. I don't know how you girls have like this patience for webcam watch shit because when oh I did the webcam, I was thrown off within like five minutes. I didn't, I was... I was cursing people off. I threatened some guy. Then like, I I don't know what I said. I forgot what I said. But anyway, so it was probably like warranted. And then I went out to eat at a strip club. There you go. That was my life, you know? But how many, like what hours do you actually put into? Because I know it's a lot of work to get ready. So do you do, how do you allocate your day? Like how do you divide things? 
So honest, I have a giant schedule book that basically runs my life because if I don't have a schedule book, then I have no idea what's happening. And usually the day, like the night before when I'm like getting ready for bed, I try to make like a to-do list of what I absolutely have to get done the next day, just so I can stay organized. Because with camming, with editing my own videos, so they edit, I produce, I run like my, my whole website by myself, basically. Um, with filming like solo videos and customs, doing live streams for people, like I need a schedule or I'm just like a scatterbrained cat running around. <laughs> and I forgot, it's like Valentine's Day. So happy VD. Um, do you even have a date tonight? I do. So actually okay. I do have a partner. <laughs> If I, oh, I'm, I'm straight. Oh, uh, if I, if I'm gay, I'm what? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm in my sorry. first life, I do have a boyfriend. Yay. Um, we're Polly. So I call him my partner a lot. He's like my partner in crime too. He helps me do so much. Like without him, I would be lost. <laughs> That's so cute. So he, you guys like partners in crime. Oh yeah. He's also my tech guy. Cause I have no patience for technology. <laughs> so I'm like, what is wrong with it? Fix it. Yeah, no, my date's sick, actually. My boyfriend's oh. sick. So it's okay. But like, I'd much rather that like we go out after XPW or something like on Sunday where we could actually enjoy ourselves because I don't want him like sitting outside and like the wind coming in because we go to this beautiful place sometimes and just like have all the wind and the coldness coming in and just, you know, you feel worse and miserable than I'll start getting oh, yeah. itchy and then we'll get thrown out of the restaurant and we won't be welcome back and it's a local place. So it's just... It's so many layers to me with this. And thing. also, it's just a nightmare to try to go out anywhere on Valentine's Day. Right? Like, I hate trying things. to go out on Valentine's Day. I'm like, get me away from restaurants. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in a fight. Like, I'm going to yell at someone. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Like, the good thing about Valentine's Day is this. Like, okay, the only good thing, you could sit, like, all the way in the back, right? And then you could kind of, like, peer around. Like, that movie Date Night with uh, okay. James Franco and um, that guy. Ugh whatever but James Franco was in it and Mila, uh, Mila Kunis Steve Carell Tina Fey and some other guy but the really good part about it is that um you just sit there and you kind of like look around and like kind of say to the other person I bet they're on a date I bet that's her sugar daddy I bet she's got to go do really naughty things to him when he gets home oh yeah the people watching is fantastic right? on any holiday <laughs> That's the fun part of it. So what do you think it is about you that sets you apart from a lot of the other alt erotic models that, you know, hop on OnlyFans? And besides the fact that you're super talented and I love your dimples, by the way. Thank you. And you are very beautiful. Thank you. Honestly, I've always just been really authentic with my content. And I really only, especially now, I really only shoot things that I personally enjoy. And my fans have been like, commented about it and been like I can tell you're actually into this I also do a lot of the more I guess you would call it like hardcore fetishes this and like niches <laughs> like what um like I do puke play I do piss play I do um uh, like face smacking I do blood play I do like extreme anal content all that stuff <laughs> Okay, so now here's where the age gap comes into play and I have to do this. Okay. Let's talk about extreme anal content now. 
And then we'll go back about 25 years. Yeah. So extreme anal content now describe like, what is it? And no one gets grossed out and you can curse and be graphic. Oh yeah. So how I would describe it now is definitely like super large toys, double like uh, penetration, like two dicks in your ass, three dicks. I don't know how girls fit three dicks sometimes. I'm like, there's not enough space between these legs. <laughs> like, Just the anatomy is not fucking working. But definitely just like large toys, like the creature toys, like the bad dragon dildos and stuff, like tentacles people are really into right now. Um, like a giant, like gaping, fisting, things like that is like what I would describe as like extreme anal play now. <laughs> so everything you've described, there was a director named John T-Bone and that was not his real name, John T-Bone, but he had this thick British accent. He looked like Jerry Garcia from The Grateful <laughs> Dead. So he was like, everyone was fisting and like doing double penetration and like anal uh, whenever you worked for him. So extreme anal, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? They're like ripping each other's assholes open, but with three in one or let alone two, I, I can't understand that. Fisting I get because if you have like a small hand, like this is going to hurt the most. When you're here, oh, yeah. it should be okay. Right. So what is pube play? So pube play <laughs> is basically like guys. So there's two, like two ways, like fans I've noticed like it. They like to watch me eat and then they like to watch me puke it up and like play with it. So you could take the pubes, you eat it, right? You put your finger down your throat, then you throw it up. Yeah. Is that how or you like throw up though? Or like with a dildo or like on, on the guy's dick. Okay. That I can understand. Um, if you have to self-induce the vomit though, is that what you do? You do is just a dildo? Like, cause that's what they want. Or do you just try to. Honestly, it depends. Like, so when I started this, I have no gag reflex. So the first time ever someone approached, like a company approached me and was like, would you be down to do this? I was like, sure. It's going to be difficult as like fucking hell, but we'll try it. <laughs> and so, yeah, usually if it's like a pretty thin dildo and I can get myself to start gagging, then I'm solid. If not, I'll just like shove my fingers down my throat and then get that going. See, I hear stories about people uh, a friend of mine's a dominatrix in England. She's like a really high paid one. And she had this slave that wanted like extremely spicy curry and to eat it and for her to like shit all over him huh. because of the diet, I guess the spice, like spices are good for you. Like that's one thing I've learned for like, just with weight and stuff like, you know, you don't have to worry about this now because you're like so young and everything, but it's just like, it just helps with everything later oh, yeah. in life. But, um, so that's a pew play, the extreme anal play. What's the weirdest request you've ever had? Um, I can only imagine, but yeah. So at the time, this was the weirdest thing. I have two. So at the time, like when I was probably when I was transitioning from like webcamming to porn, I had this dude offer me like three grand to come to his house and just shit on his floor. That's all he wanted. <laughs> Where was his wife? I don't I didn't ask <laughs> okay and what was the next and you didn't go alone did you I didn't go because like at that point I was like you want me to do what I was like his address no okay, I, I wish <laughs> <laughs> and what was his second crazy request 
Um, I had this one custom video request and the guy wanted me to pretend to uh, like be drugged and like fall asleep and then wake up and he wanted me to pretend like a mad scientist was experimenting on me and like I was like being turned into a robot. Okay. Okay. How long did it take and how much was it if you don't mind my asking? It was, I think it was like a 20 minute video and I believe I charged 600 for That's it. That's crazy. Oh my It was like a full God. script. Like it was like a full fucking script I had to read. It was like five pages long. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot. You're paying extra. Yeah, it's crazy because we go through these, you know, these bouts of inflation and issues with the economy and then people still have money for this somehow. Mm -hmm. Do you ever wonder who's behind any of this? Like who's behind the order request? If it's some really famous person or some politician, maybe. I've always like, I've met a couple of politicians, not like in like an escorting way, but I have met a handful. Um, They have the weirdest fetishes. So it would not surprise me. (laughs) That's very interesting. That's, uh, Um, yeah. But honestly, like, so I grew up with a family that used to be like a truck driving company. And so my family was always independent contractors. And I grew up with the like phrase that children, um, children, food and sex will always sell, like no matter how and drugs and alcohol, of course, but it'll always sell like the vices in the world will always sell no matter what's happening they said children yeah like kid stuff like baby okay all right i'm like wait a second is there i know now i have to explain what that phrase means like no 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 i get so touchy about i don't i don't have kids but i get really touchy about it because i just i don't know like i live in um an area where they have a lot of that that goes on and Mm. it's acceptable by parents Obviously, I can't go into like a school board meeting because I really don't have an excuse to be there unless I bring like I could go rent a kid, but then maybe they might think it's like trafficking or some shit, right? Right. With my luck, I'd probably get busted. I had this really good idea, huh? No, I had this idea for like a sex doll brothel once before. Ooh. Well, did you ever see those sex dolls that actually they look real? Yeah, the ones that like blink and stuff. I think they talk back. That's that's a little creepy. But right. you know what? Teach their own. <laughs> I know. Like, I was thinking it would be a great idea for a brothel. But I know that, like, I was speaking to a lawyer and he said, well, there's just one problem. Okay, what? If the doll, like, makes the person ejaculate, like, that whole thing, that's where you can get in trouble. Isn't really? that weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though it's a doll, technically? Like, wouldn't it just be, like, as if he's jerking himself off? Um, cause they pay. Mm, There's yeah, so many ways around it. Now, do you find yourself putting in more work now into your brand and basically your custom videos and OnlyFans um, than when you started, or do you think you put in more work in the beginning to establish yourself? I think I put in uh, I put in the same amount of work, if not more, now just in a different way. So when I started, it was all about creating like my brand and marketing and what I wanted to do and building a fan base. And now it's more evolved into, I have a solid brand. 
I have solid fans. I keep gaining like different groups of fans, but now it's keeping it interesting and still making myself stand out and making my content slightly different and upgrading. Like I, when I first started this, if you would have told me how much, how much camera equipment costed, I would have been like, you're fucking out of your mind. And like, and it's just basically like more work in different ways. It's a lot. It's like an investment. And have like, how many years do you see yourself actually doing this for? If you don't mind me asking, how are you like under 25 or? Yes. Okay. So yeah. How many years do you think you see yourself doing this for? Honest. So my end goal is to run like a full production company. And also I, I also want to run like events as well. So like modeling events, like model, like collab and like trade events. Um, that's becoming really popular, especially right now with so much content creation going on. So uh, that's probably the end goal is to run some sort of swingers like club, uh, run my production studio and run events as well. That'll be fun. You should have your own makeup company though. Or I feel like you should be doing wardrobe. I like your vest, by the way. I think that's really cool. I love tartan plaid. It's so cool. I just think you should be doing like clothes maybe or like makeup, something like that. And that effect. Oh, yeah, the little products thing. along the way will come. But definitely, like I'm not trying to limit my scope at all. Like if there's an opportunity, I'm like, fuck it, I'll make a shirt. <laughs> Well, there are a lot more opportunities now than in the 90s. In the 90s, I mean, like you couldn't have tattoos. I had a couple of tattoos. I still do. Um, everything was like so much more different. And oh, yeah. um, I worked for a company where they actually weighed me every week. Oh, wow. Uh, which is fine. No, I was cool with that. They pulled that at first with me. And I'm like, you know, don't fucking pull this shit with me. I'm fine. I could put on five pounds, but I'm not going to. I'll just take Ventaramine and I'll be totally fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a shit show. I still am, but not just, I'm a more fine shit show now. I'm I, a more organized shit show now. Yeah. <laughs> like I have, I have a structure. <laughs> I have a structure. I'm still a mess. Like my whole brand is I'm a fucking mess. Like is it? I did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so when I branded myself, um, like basically I wanted to make sure that like I could still be a hot mess and like work and I didn't have to be like super presentable all the time because I didn't want to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, but you have your head together. You're well-spoken and you are educated. I don't imagine when you, when we say hot mess, I get it and you get it. But sometimes in the adult business, you think of hot mess, you think of a 90s porn chick high on drugs and shit all the time to the point where they can't function, they leave their kid at home in their own feces and crap like that. That's um, true. And like playing with crap on the wall, just whatever it is. But I mean, trust me, I've seen it all. Um, <laughs> oh, I've seen, I've seen a handful of new girls just go completely like rock bottom downhill. And I always feel so bad for them because- like they have great potential. They just either get involved in the wrong things or it's not the career for them. They don't realize it until they're too late. How'd you know this was the career for you besides the fact that you have creative control? I honestly was always into modeling. Um, when I was probably like 13, I told my dad that I wanted to be a Playboy bunny. <laughs> 
And then of course my parents were like, you have to be 18 to do that. And I was like, well, then I'll just wait until I'm 18. <laughs> and I kind of just always wanted to go into it. I was, I've always been an artist in one way or another. And this is just another way of like expressing it. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't doing porn? So it's actually really funny. Um, <laughs> when I was finishing my degree, I was actually scouted by Cartoon Network, Disney, and uh, one of the other big animation companies at the time. And I had full contracts, like already lined up. As soon as I was like, as soon as I had my BA, like they were about to hire me. And then I told Disney no <laughs> and did porn. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's kind of like Slava. He was supposed to, I think he wanted to work for Hanna-Barbera. Mm. <laughs> you guys could have been kind of working together. Do you have a, fa a favorite Disney character at all? Uh, I have a favorite movie. Like my favorite Disney movie is The Aristocats. Oh, I love that movie. Like, so that's cute. my like, just wholesome. If I'm having a bad day, I'll throw on The Aristocats. It'll make me feel so much better. That was, were those the Siamese cats in it too? We are Siamese. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I like the Cheshire cat. The Cheshire cat's really badass and he just like <laughs> disappears like poof and you don't yeah, see I, him and he reappears. I actually have the Cheshire cat tattooed on my ribs. Oh my God. Now I got to see this because I love the Cheshire cat. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, there he is. Oh my God. Now, do you have a split tongue or anything like that? No, I have my tongue pierced. Ouch. Okay. And then I have uh, my yeah. cheeks pierced. I have my gauges. Um, I have double nipple piercing, so they're in X's. And then I have um, a VCH, so I have like a clip piercing. Is that what they call it? Uh, it's like the hood piercing, so it like goes over everything. Oh, interesting. I'd be afraid of like, the, could you, were you afraid when you did that? Like if you have sex, you, you catch something possibly? Or? So I asked, I full on, cause I wanted it. And so I asked my piercer who fully knows what I do too. Like he knows. <laughs> and I was like, so how long do I have to wait after I do this to fuck someone? And he told me, he's like, you gotta wait three days. And he's like, and then be careful with lube cause it will get infected. And I'm like, fine, okay, at least it's not like two weeks. And when you go through the airport security? <laughs> so none of my jewelry has ever gone off because it's all that like uh, medical, like titanium. But my extensions always go off and my bag always gets flagged, no matter what I'm doing. <laughs> my God. See, I, oh, yeah. have so, I have so much respect for you with all these piercings. I have the belly button pierced in my ears, but with the belly button, they had to take out the belly button ones for a CAT scan. And I didn't know how to put it back in. So oh, no. I'm, there with the I'm there with the guy and he's like, oh, I don't know. And he was gay. And then he's like flipping out. They had to get someone else in to watch a YouTube video. So they finally figured it out. So about two weeks later, I lose the top of my piercing. So I took it out. I just had to put a new belly button ring in like, last week it was not um yeah it was uh Ooh. not I should have had lidocaine or something I started <laughs> freaking out but yet I can get up in the morning and put a needle this big into my stomach with HGH but you the piercing it's like no no yeah. no don't touch me with your needle for my piercing or don't touch me with a needle for blood draws it's like a big drama I don't know how you've done that that's like so much how long did that take with the Cheshire cat 
Um, that took, I think it was like seven hours or seven and a half because we had two sessions for that. I have a giant like thigh, pussy, and ass tattoo. That took over 80 hours. That's insane. So I'm I'm trying, I'm like working on finding an artist because I want my palm and like my hand tattooed along with my arm. And everyone keeps making fun of me because I'm really nervous about how bad like the palm of my hand is going to hurt because I've heard it's like super sensitive. But like I have my full like pussy lips and asshole tattooed. So everyone's just like, you're really that worried about your hand? I have my foot done. And that was like, it's got a big Thor's hammer on it. And uh, yeah, it took three days kind of. Well, it should have taken it like a couple hours, but I started freaking out. And um, it's my friend that did the tattoo. And uh, so we left it alone. Then I went back mm-hmm. and we did it again and came back. She was covering up a smaller Thor's hammer that was this big. Then we went way big. It was painful. So it, it will hurt on your hand. It might tickle. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> it's insane. But, you know, I think it's nice that they have opportunity now for girls that are tatted and pierced and everything. It's a whole other world out there. Oh yeah. And I remember when I first started, I only had one tattoo and I didn't have red hair. I was blonde at the time. And the people, like everyone around me was like, if you ever dye your hair a weird color, if you go get more like piercings, they were already mad. I had gauges. They're like, you'll never work. And then I remember firing that agent going and like getting my side done, dyeing my hair neon red. And I remember him telling me I would never work for any studio ever again my career was over because I dyed my hair red yeah then you go to Slava hey I'm getting a tattoo oh really I'm getting yeah. another tattoo really okay I'm getting a split tongue oh I'm there yeah it's right all the world <laughs> and it's like it's so crazy because even then and now I've seen that specific agent one other time and I was like so what happened I thought my career was over <laughs> That's the thing, like finding an agent, like how do you girls find agents for that nowadays? I'm independent and I prefer it that way. Honestly, it's a lot more legwork on me because I have to like find studios, Twitters. I have to figure out who's like the booking manager. I have to find emails and I'm basically just like always cold calling people. I feel like that's your calling right there. Like an agency for the alt-erotic girls. Oh, that that would be so much fun. But I, in all honesty, I, I hate managing girls. Girls are, most of these girls are fucking dumb. (laughs) Like I have, I have had to work with so many of these, so many, and like try to put together events and help people put together events that if I have to deal with one more girl that doesn't understand a call time, I'm going to scream. Just do what I used to do to me. If it was a 10 o'clock, they'd say 1030, 1045, then I'd be there at 10. But there weren't like drugs or alcohol involved. It was just, I'm always in my own head. I'll always oh, be yeah. that way for like the rest of my life. But I'm not going to be that late or like yeah. that. A mainstream shoot, mainstream things I always show up for like earlier on time. But like some things oh. just fashionably late, like sometimes, not all the time. Um, yeah, I agree with you. What What's your sign again? I'm a Pisces. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio and I have that same pet peeve with the girls. It's like, I could never manage or help them. People are like, Oh, maybe we should talk to them about this. I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to these people. Okay. I'll talk to them on my show, but only certain girls. Cause when I spoke with Slava, I'm like, is she cool? He's like, no, 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 she's cool. I'm like, okay, fine. He's never sent me an idiot. 
<laughs> oh no there are some girls like that's my problem if all the girls were down to earth and like realistic and had like a good head on their shoulders then I could manage all of them I would be fine like not, my problem is, is I'm doing like promo flyers right now for this one girl's modeling event and I gave them all a deadline four days ago like now four days ago I'm still missing half of their headshots and I'm like well you don't get a flyer then <laughs> and now they're mad at me <laughs> that's reasonable enough then they're probably gonna call you a bitch oh my god she's such a bitch what do you do when you're not well if let me rephrase this if you have time to breathe if you have any spare time what do you do so i'm really into music festivals um i really into like dirt biking and like outdoors in that way um i'm actually going on a cruise in october that's uh lamb of god is hosting so it's like a metal festival on a boat which i'm really excited about yeah, it's yeah i heard about it yeah. yeah yeah i'm so surprised i actually got tickets for it i was like oh. <laughs> but honestly like i do a lot of that i still draw all the time i write um i'm pretty boring outside of work <laughs> but, yeah i cook a lot well, that's good. I mean, what do you like to cook? Mainly like Italian food, Chinese food. I'm getting like way better at learning what all the spices do. <laughs> well, it's got to do something and it doesn't make you boring. I like dirt bikes. Um, I used to go up to Apple Valley and go dirt biking up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd always, I've fallen off that thing. I've did wheelies and stuff, but I was always <laughs> falling off. This was recently. Like I still ride a motorcycle. Nice. So I had a feeling because of where you told me you live. I'm like, I wonder if she goes dirt biking or something like that. Now these metal cruises, I'll just give you a warning ahead of time. They're fun and they're great. And the Lamb of God is also coming through with creator, just so you know. Um, I don't know when they're in LA. I have to check that because I have to hit them up. But um, yeah, so with the cruises, it's a few things. First and foremost, if you do not like someone, you're stuck like on the boat with them. You do get Oh, them. I know. <laughs> and there's nowhere for you to go. Well, there is. You could just go, or there's somewhere for them to go overboard. <laughs> so I did this a few years ago in Scandinavia when I lived there. I went to the um, Nordic metal cruise. Mm. And it was like so many, it was like napalm death. I forgot who else was on, but it's so many drunken people all in Scandinavia. Like we drink and drink and drink to like two, three in the morning, two, three in the afternoon the next day from like yeah. 10 o'clock the night before. So it's a very savage lifestyle. That sounds like a lot of fun. You'll have fun on it. Um, are you going to Exodus next uh, this weekend? No, I'm not. And Anthrax? Okay. That's gonna no, be I'm not. Well, overseas, when you get the chance, Europe has the best metal festivals and they're put together a lot better than they do here. So I have been to one festival in Europe and I went to the Bring Me the Horizon Malta festival that they Ooh. did um it was it was called the weekender and it was like bring me the horizon motionless and white ice nine kills bullet for my valentine and i think there was one other like big name band there and it was a three-day festival and it was so well put together just like the people over there compared to americans this the vibe was totally different in a good yeah. way no, it is. And I worked for a metal festival for many years, Inferno Festival in Norway. It's like the first festival of the European festivals to kick it off. So mm -hmm. it's like a long production planning thing. But the one year 
I came on board like to help with the PR or just ideas and like marketing. I said, let's get girls. Let's have Inferno girls and have like a big Inferno festival drop and like guys with the girls. And it's such a small town in Oslo, but I felt so much better doing that because a lot of my friends, I got jobs there, like now work, they're doing other things. So it's a fun festival if you ever have a chance and you ever feel like being cold for, you know, a week or something like that. (laughs) See, I have no problem like throwing on my Eskimo clothes and just like, mm -mm. I'm like not trying to be cute. I'm just trying to be warm. (laughs) So do you own a dirt bike? I used to. um, I had, I sold it about like two, three years ago now. I had a 250YZ. Mm-hmm. And now I'm more looking for like a big wheel, like 125, just something to fuck around on that I can't get too hurt doing. <laughs> if you have the right gear. <laughs> see, I have the right gear, but like I used to jump. So oh. like I'm the one like likes to go flying through the air. And I'm like, yeah. oh, if I have the power of a 250 again, like I'm gonna be screwed. <laughs> It's not, it's fun going through the air, but like it's, it's everything, you know, I feel it's, it was kind of fun, like doing all that stuff and like going in the ditches and trying to jump over them. You don't know if you're going to like flip or what'll happen, but I've never had an accident on a dirt bike on a motorcycle. I did, but I wasn't the one um, driving it either. It was someone else, but I went flying through the air, like literally down Santa Monica Boulevard and almost got like run over this woman, like hit us on a bike head on. Ooh. Nothing happened to me though. I was fine. That's good. My friend had two broken wrists though. Oh no. Yeah. I was taught to ride by a bunch of bikers yeah. that had been riding their entire yeah. life. So thankfully I've only ever broken ribs riding dirt bikes. Like I've broken a handful of ribs, nothing too crazy, nothing that required surgery. But um, I've, I, growing up, I knew a handful of people that mm-hmm. had gone down real bad. Yeah. And it's really crazy because the same night I had my crash, um, there was another friend of mine that's up in that area you were uh, bartending in and um, he got into a crash. A truck hit him head on. They had fundraisers for him and stuff. He went into a coma. Now, the interesting thing about him is his dad chased Charles Manson out of Topanga Canyon years ago, back in the day. It was so it was so crazy, but yeah, I think they had to pull him off life support. Um, God, like last year. Oh, I really Yeah, so I'm very careful. Like I always have my hand over the horn. I always have my brights on, mm-hmm. even in the middle of the day. And you know, I'm not like an asshole like I used to be. I don't really go cutting people off anymore. But yeah, you just yeah. have to always be aware. Like if you're like, I love, I want a motorcycle eventually. Yeah. But living in California and the way people drive, I'm like, oh, well, the thing is, I take you know, like I'll go on PCH or something. I'll take the bike there and it's fine. Yeah. I'll go. I know like all the back roads and I know when you want to go riding. But if it does make it unpleasant with just asshole Uber drivers and not the good ones, just the dickheads that just don't yeah. know or people or you get these girls like doing this, you know. Oh yeah. They're like on their phone. They're putting their makeup on and it's like, yeah. what are you doing? Well, what you do is then you take your shoe and then you kick their, their glass in or better yet, um, have a little like sack of marbles and just pound it against their window when you go riding by. I mean, I did that a few times. It's no big deal, but just, you yeah. just the other way to go about it. So I, I look forward to meeting you. I know everyone's going to be excited to see you. 
Yes. So people want to find you online. Let me know what your socials are so we could post them. And so guys could find you and send you custom video requests and nothing. Yes. Creepy, please. So my Twitter is XXX Taylor Nicole. And my website is kitten, K-I-T-T-E-N, taylornicole.com. And you will find all the other information for all my social medias there. Oh, okay. And she also has an all my links. Um, yes. Do you have any special words for your fans or new fans? I am always excited to see everyone. I love fulfilling people's fantasies. So the weirder, the fucking better hit me up. I want to know. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm like curious too. But um, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to seeing you Saturday. Yes, I can't wait to see you. Join the ride on my crazy train. Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot, send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!